Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Into the Fogcast podcast, and this time we're going to bring you a special Survivor podcast. We'll share with you tips on how to counter each killer, as I know most of you new or old to the game may or may not know how to counter them. First, let's speak with Jamie Lee 2K. Are you there? Oh, hey, Toph. Yeah, I'm here. And to be honest, being a Survivor main myself, I'm quite excited for this one. There are bound to be things I can learn throughout the series. So we're going to be releasing this in the middle of our killer episodes over the next six weeks. So listen out for them. So let's check in with our guest and find out who we're speaking to. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, hi guys, um, I'm Yule. I am a currently a competitive survivor for Team Revenants. I've been around the comp scene for around two to three years now. And out of the 2,000 or so hours I have in Dead by Daylight, um, approximately 1,800 of those are all comp based. So scrims, tournaments, etc., etc. So I've been playing Dead by Daylight comp for the overwhelming majority of my Dead by Daylight playing career. Um, uh, you may know me from the Best of the Best tournament. I played under Team Shattered Dreams. This was back a couple. This was back around two years ago. We placed in the top eight, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. And I also played a little bit for Team Entity. It's uh, one of the oldest teams in comp. You guys, some of you who are in the comp scene, may have heard of Team Entity. And yeah, um, I'm around in the majority of the uh, servers, Dead by Daylight League, De- Dead by Esports, uh, the Eerie League, uh, Entities Arena as well. Uh, pretty much anywhere there is a Dead by Daylight server for a competitive, you will find me in there. Oh, that sounds really great. Uh, so let's go straight into it. So the Trapper is one of the free killers and he uses bear traps in order to get his downs. So let's talk about how you can counter him. All right, so... The thing about the trapper is, right, one of the things that trapper players will tend to do, they will tend to go back and forth between two play styles. So the first one is the one that's like the overwhelmingly the most popular one, which is going to be trap the loops. So your popular trap spots are going to be in between like the individual loops uh, at killer shack windows. Obviously, you're going to have trappers who are going to be trapping up the god palette and the window. Also on TNL walls, lot four lanes, and other jungle gyms, you're also going to find that a lot of trapper players like to put traps under windows. But the one counter for that playstyle, I would say, would be is if you are not in chase with the trapper, look around the area where he spawned, right? Look around where the area where he spawned and try to see some traps that you can pop. You're going to want to look into every jungle gym that you possibly can. Uh, don't just sprint at the jungle gym. If you suspect there might be a trap nearby, slow walk, obviously, just so you can get that indicator prompt right before. It's a good idea right before you get to the place where you think there's a trap, just stop moving entirely. And if you get the prompt, you can, you're, and you can hold your M1, your character is just going to, um, slightly teleport over like to like the exact position where the trap is and they're going to disarm it. The other playstyle that the trapper has is the more difficult one to counter by far in my opinion and that is the one where they don't have a set place where they put their traps they just put them everywhere where they cannot be seen. So you are going to see this typically with killers like Oddstarva where they're going to find trap spots that are extremely difficult to spot like with the naked eye and the only way you'd actually know if they were there is if you had like a sneak suspicion they were or if you somehow got lucky with the prompt or if you've seen them before so the way to counter this is if whenever like in we have a map where there's like a bunch of grass like um or even tall grass or corn uh so that would be like rancid abattoir um 
Mac Macmillan, uh, Coal Tower, that that whole lot where there's grass. Uh, Red Forest also Temple uh Temple of Purgation. Take just uh be especially careful when you're walking around like the tall grassy areas because. Oftentimes it's the trap or the it's the places where you least expect where trappers who are playing that playstyle are going to put those traps down. So just as a rule of thumb, until I know exactly what kind of trapper I'm playing against, I will always avoid the tall grass areas. And uh, yeah, as far as perks go, um, honestly, I wouldn't really take a perk to counter the trapper. But if I did, I would either take urban or I would take calm spirit urban because you can move a lot faster while you're crouching instead of just sprinting towards the traps you can um you can just like cr crouch walk up if you don't want to make as much noise it's very very niche and it's not really that hard of a counter which is why i'm like even hesitant to put it on but it's something and calm spirit just so you don't scream when you step on a trap the trapper's still going to get to the noise indicator but you know if they don't if they aren't paying attention then you know you just might get away with it like maybe every once like every 15 attempts but yeah, that's um, that's about everything that I have for the Trapper. The Wraith's ability makes it hard for survivors to see him come in. He can sneak up on them, and if they're not aware, he can trouble them. So what counters do you see for him? So the difficult thing about Wraith is that a lot of the times your information perks aren't going to help you as much, or your aura reading perks aren't going to help you in this scenario. So kill. So players who like to rely on alert and whatnot aren't going to see as much value because if a Wraith is cloaked and just starts kicking down doors, normally if they do that, you would get a notification with alert. But in the Wraith's case, because, because he is cloaked, you aren't going to see them. You're going to get the notification to go off but you're not going to see them so the biggest counter that there is to wraith is spine shell spine shell as is the case for a lot of stealth killers is a huge counter because you can see exactly when they are coming and it gives you ample time to get away you know get into a get into a hiding position and just get out of the area and the other thing I would say is just look is just typically look behind you because a lot of the times you're going to be able if you're if you're observant enough you're going to be able to see a wraith as they're uh, coming at you. Their invisibility you can see a slight outline of the actual killer as they're running towards you, so you can also do that. Another perk that I would say is good against wraith is flashbang. Um, to those of you people, those of you guys who don't know, if you use your flashlight against a wraith and you hold it down, similar to how you would blind a killer, you can actually burn and stun the killer. Now, this comes at the expense of the flashlight, but with the firecracker or the flashbang, it's an instantaneous blind. So if they're anywhere within the radius of the firecracker and you drop it on them, they're instantly going to get blinded as soon as the as soon as the firecracker goes off. Which is why flashbang is one of the strongest perks to have against wraith. If you use a flashbang while on or against wraith, like a very very well timed flashbang around a corner while your teammates chasing while your teammates getting chased by wraith you can essentially end the chase right then and there because if they get hit with the flashbang that's going to be three or four seconds that's that the teammate can just run away and get as much distance on the wraith as possible so my two biggest tips again would be to bring spine chill and if you're feeling a little bit mischievous bring that flashbang Billy, as he is commonly known as, can really trouble the best survivors when in the open, but he can have a hard time at certain loops. What counters do you see for him? 
with Billy, it's important for you to, first of all, you got to get a feel for what kind of Billy you're dealing against because not all Billy players are like, especially right. Like at this point down by daylight, Ugh, it's a little bit corny to say, but not Billy players are all built equal. Some of them are simply built, simply uh, put, they are built different. Uh, what I mean by that is you need to know if the Billy you are up against can curve their chainsaw or not. And that is going to dictate how you're going to have to play this out. So if you're up against a very competent Billy player who can curve their chainsaw and who can go, who, who can hug loops very tightly without hitting it, then my recommendation to you would be to pre-draw pallets. The one counter that the Billy can have to this though is bringing low pro chains, which if you don't know, it allows him to keep sawing through after hitting a pallet. And if you do get hit by that, that's only going to count as an M1, but it's still going to damage you. So well, yes, low pro is a threat. Generally speaking, you're not going to find low pro in public matches. So I would just say if you know you're up against a Billy who is uh, who knows what what he's doing, don't greed loops. Um, drop the pallets whenever you um, drop drop the pallets maybe like a loop or two early. If you see them like coming up, if you're like on the loop and let's just say you're like coming up to the pallet and you can see them behind, they're like right about to round the corner as you're at the pallet. Don't go for another loop. Don't try to loop run it again. Drop the pallet right away because it's going to be a lot better to keep yourself at full health and to extend the chase than to take an early M1 because of greed, if that makes sense. As far as perks go, um, I would say you, well, you obviously need an exhaustion perk, but I would actually recommend bringing something like fixated for Billy because after he, you can, first of all, if he M1s you off a loop, you're going to have dead hard. And after you burn it, you can use fixated after he misses a chainsaw to walk around the loop. So you can keep getting distance while recovering your exhaustion. And gradually, as you do this, if you are good enough at looping, you are going to get your dead hard back and you can keep going to other loops and you can keep continuing the chase. If you are really playing sweaty and you feel like you're about to go down and your team needs more time to complete generators, instead of letting him M1 you, jump into the locker as soon as he commits to the chainsaw because then he's going to slam into the locker and one of two things is going to happen. If you're injured, you can jump out the locker. You can take an M1 and extend the chase. Or if you're if you're uninjured, you can take out the locker. Sorry. Or if you are injured and you get pulled out of the locker, then you then that's burning valuable seconds for the killer. It takes a lot longer for him to to end his chainsaw and grab you out of the locker than it would for him to finish the chainsaw animation, downing you and picking you up. If that makes sense. Myers is a very simple M1 killer requires stalking to tear up and become an insta-down killer. So what counters do you see for him? So for Myers, information is very much king. Um, there are, while obviously a lot of Dead by Daylight killers, while information is important, very few are going to come close with like information importance as Myers, especially in tier one. Reason being is because in tier one, he is undetectable. And if you run something like Scratch Mirror, it's going to be damn near impossible to tell where he is just based off terror radius because, well, he has no terror radius. Um, as a counter to Myers, if you guys are playing as a Swift, I would very much recommend you guys constantly give callouts as to where the Myers is. In Dead by Daylight Comp, we use a little something called the clock system, where we label each quadrant of the map after the clock. So the callouts go from from 1 to 12 like a normal uh, 12 hour clock goes 
and we partition the map into those 12 sections. That way it's very easy for us to tell where exactly the killer is. So let's say we are working at a, so let's take Coal Tower for example. The back of the big tower in Coal Tower is 12 and the shack area is around five, for example. So let's just say you are working at a generator in like directly to the right of the Coal Tower, that would be one. And you, your teammate gives the call that, hey, Myers is in shack and you know Shaq is in five, which means you know you're going to have massive distance on him. And that gives you the all clear to keep working on your generator. So like I said before, information, very, very important against Myers. As far as actually like directly countering perks without any teammates, uh, again, Spine Chill. Spine Chill is king against all stealth killers. You can't get better than Spine Chill. Spine Chill is really like the main counter here. Um, it doesn't really make any sense to take any other perk that isn't Spine Chill in this case against Myers just because Spine Chill can allow you to know when, when he's stalking you and to get away. Um, if you want to be a little mischievous, you can also bring a flashlight and shine it into their face when they're trying to stalk you. That's a really good way to anger a Myers player and to get them to tunnel you. But if you want like something with actual value and implications, Spine Chill is king. A good nurse is hard to go against, but for newer nurse players, I can see them really struggle because of their high skill ceiling. Uh, so what counters do you see for her? So the nurse is by far the strongest killer, both in comp and in casuals in the entirety of DBD. And she always has been. And I don't see that changing in the near future. That being said, how do we counter her? So the first thing to understand is how her power works and how, her play how the players use her power. So typically speaking, the first blink is always going to be used for distance. And a lot of people make the mistake on double backing on this blink because this is the blink that's meant to blink close to the person. The second blink is meant for the hit. So you're essentially, so you're doubling back on the wrong blink. As opposed to doubling back on the first blink that's used for distance, you want to double back on the second one because the second one is going to be the one where there's going to be the mo most pressure in order to hit the actual swing. And they aren't going to be looking to close the gap, they're going to be looking to blink directly onto you which is where your mind games would come in. You would double back on yourself. You would spin in a circle. You would vault a window. You would do whatever you can to make yourself as, un as unpredictable as humanly possible so that the nurse cannot get the hit on you. And mind games are going to be your best friend against a nurse in every matchup because pallets are useless. Um, pallets are useless. Stealth and mind games are going to be your best guess or your best bet. Do unconventional things that you wouldn't normally do against any other killer because that throws people off guard. Uh, many In many nurse 1v1s, I've managed to get to get away just by hiding, like, just by, un like, slipping into a locker very quietly or um like slow walking around a the corner of a wall and just crouching in an awkward corner that uh, nobody would dare to check and then as soon as they just go past me i just um double back on my footsteps and i just crawl just uh, slow walk away so stealth is very important i guess stealth is one of the ways you can get away against a nurse uh more often than not you're gonna have to juke her out until they give up and uh, speaking of juking out, this is where flashlights come in. Because similar to Wraith, you can actually burn the nurse with your flashlight. By pointing it at her, you can either blind her or you can get the burn. I know in the past you could point the flashlight at the nurse and they wouldn't be able to blink. But this point around, if you point the flashlight at the nurse, it actually blinds them. So it's... um. It's a little bit more difficult, I would say, from personal experience. It's a little bit more difficult to play around, but it's definitely an advantage. So if you, since most players in today's meta love to bring in flashlights into the trial, 
I would very highly recommend that the next time you bring a flashlight into a trial against a nurse player, that you try to blind them with said flashlight and see how it goes because I can guarantee you that the nurse is not going to expect it and if you get it off, you are going to survive for a long for much much longer as opposed to if you didn't do that because it's quite literally they're blind when they blink they don't know where they're going and you're going to be able to pretty much go wherever you want slow walk go pretty much pretty much anywhere you can flashbang the nurse but it's like not ideal technically speaking flashbangs count as blinds as well same category as flashlights just a different way of method of light it works but you shouldn't do it because it's very inconsistent. But that's just from my personal experience. So to summarize against the nurse, your best friend is mind games and flashlights. And as far as perks to go, Lithe. I would honestly recommend Lithe because, um, Lithe or Deadheart, honestly. Deadheart is going to be the one that's going to be most comfortable for a lot of players because with Deadheart, you can quite easily just, um, dash away as soon as she gets the second blink off and she's going to miss her swing which is going to be huge and you're going to extend the chase for a little bit. Deadheart is going to be the most staple exhaustion perk that you can possibly run against Nurse. The second one's going to be Lithe just because if you can manage to get her to miss one of her blinks and get her to miss the second one as well, or just the first one, you can vault the window and get a massive burst of speed, which the Nurse will not be able to catch up with, with via her blink. So even if she blinks first and then you vault the window before waiting for the second blink, you are still going to get a ton of distance on her. And that could potentially extend the chase for like another minute or so, depending on how good of a looper you are and how good your mind games are. Yeah, another thing I would say is maybe head on because um, if you know a nurse, a nurse is on her final blink and she blinks up to a locker and she just barely doesn't make it, she's going to go into cooldown. And while she's in cooldown, you can uh, hop out the locker and um, stun her with head on. Speaking of lockers, actually, you can play around lockers and nurse blinks. If, if you know that a nurse is going to blink into you and you are near a locker, jump into that locker beforehand so she blinks short as if she's trying to hit you. And then as soon as she like tries to get cl uh, closer to the locker, jump out of the locker in order to avoid the hit. Um, this takes a little bit of practice because if you wait too long, you're going to get pulled out. And if you do it too early, you're going to get hit. But there is a way to do it. There is a way to time it so that the nurse doesn't get the pull out of the locker and she goes into exhaustion while you do the dash away with your life and your HP still very much intact. So with the hag being able to teleport to her traps, it can really make things hard for survivors to dodge them if they're not looking or paying attention to where they are. So what counters do you see for her? For hag, there are, you're going to hear a lot of uh, people I'm gonna hear you're gonna hear this very often with Hag, but the two biggest counters that any Hag can have is a beamer and somebody who can crouch really, really quickly. So that being said, urban evasion is easily one of the biggest counters to Hag because the Hag traps won't go off if you're crouched, and if you can and you get uh, at max urban evasion, you get you walk with 100 or 150% speed while crouched, so you go really, really fast. So you can essentially completely avoid all her traps while you're crouched, even if you're at a loop. You know, if you know you're coming up on a trap and she's running, you can like crouch down a little bit. You can get a little bit more distance just to get barely to get to the pallet and throw it on her face. And the other thing is the flashlights. Uh, flashlights destroy your traps. 
and that is that is like the biggest counter that any hag player can have and what's great about it is that a flashlight isn't necessarily a burden if you don't know what the killer is because unless they bring lightborn a flashlight's always going to see use even more so against a hag so if you are somebody who regularly brings flashlights well congratulations you regularly bring a counter to hag but Another perk that I don't see nearly enough people talking about that can actually help you out against a hag is flashbang. And believe it or not, you can actually destroy hag's traps with a flashbang because flashbangs count as blinds. And I've tested this myself. If you group up a bunch of tra a bunch of hag traps and you drop a flashbang, it can instantly get rid of all of them. So if you know that a hag has like put like like three traps around a hook for example, and getting rid of all those traps with a flashlight seems like too big of a chore for you and you have flashbang just drop a flashbang in the radius of all those traps and as soon as it goes off all three traps are going to be gone and you're going to be able to safely get the unhook dr shock can shut down loops and if it's timed correctly it can cause survivors issues preventing them from dropping pallets or vaulting windows what would you say is a good counter for him doctor is well, first of all, the most infamous way that you're going to know if it's a doctor or not is going to be that scream. Aside from that, aside from that electromagnetic shock, the first, the next thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to scream. And with that being said, there's only one perk in Dead by Daylight that prevents you from screaming. And that perk is called Calm Spirit. Calm Spirit is very strong against Doctor purely because if you do get hit, although it you he is going to see based off of how your insanity progresses that you have been hit, you're not going to reveal your position to the doctor, which is huge. Another thing that I would say is you would try to bring is distortion. And when you scream, your aura is technically revealed to the doctor because he can see where that scream happened. With distortion, when you scream, don't quote me on this, but what I believe happens is you will still scream, but the doctor won't be able to see where that scream came from. So it's also a counter in that regard. Um, again, the distortion I'm not 100% certain about because I haven't actually like gotten like personally gotten to test it. I've heard that it works, but personally I haven't gotten tested, so I can't give my personal vouch. But I can give my personal vouch for calm spirit working. And with the doctor, I would say knowing that he knows that his shock can shut down loops, you can get a lot more greedy with a normal doctor player than you could with any other with any other killer for that matter. So if you know that they're going to shock, you can greed the loop once more because the doctor is going to need to slow down a little bit when they go to shock. And vice versa, if you have been greeting the loop uh, for, I, I don't know, like if you've, if you're like you're like two minutes into the chase and by this point the doctor knows you love to greet loops, greed loops, sorry, you can drop the pallet as soon as you get to the loop and stun them out of it. Like mind games, mind games are always going to be strong against killers. But if you can establish with the doctor like your pattern of greeting the loops whenever he goes for a shock and eventually stops going for shocks to try to juke you out, you can pre-drop the pallet a lot early and get a lot more value to get away. As opposed to if you just normally go for the pallet pre-drop because that's what most doctor players would expect. Most doctor players would expect for you to try to drop the pallet before the shock goes down and try to vault the window before the shock goes down. Uh, just... Um, yeah, just greed. Greed for the first few loops would be my tip. If you don't see them shocking, feel free to drop the pallet. And one more tip against the doctor would be um, dodge the shock. 
Um, oftentimes, the doctor will try to predict where you're going to go with the shock. So instead of going there, maybe like curve out a little bit to the right. Because after he finishes the shock, there is a tiny, tiny window where he can't hit. And if you dodge the shock and then immediately vacuum back to the pallet, you can get a good stun in and you can avoid tearing up in madness. So again, mind games against doctor can be very strong. The Huntress's hatches can be very deadly, especially if she's close enough to get the M1 afterwards. And in the right hands, avoiding the hatches are very difficult. So how do you counter her? Um, Huntress is another killer where information is king, but not in the way that you might expect. Obviously, it's important to know where the Huntress is going to be at all times because that hat because if you do, you can know where she's going to be aiming with her hatchet and whatnot. Um, but I would say like well, probably one of the biggest counters is mind games. You got to stop and wait for her to like at windows, for example, if you're running a, a jungle gym, right? A jungle gym with like a long wall, for example, you can stop and wait at the window. If you know that she is going to be passing by it and wait for her to aim at that window and just chill there. Mind games against a huntress who loves pulling out her hatchets can extend the chase for like a, like a ton, a ton of time. So your main priority would be like, as soon as you get into a match with a huntress, figure out if she loves going for M1s or if she loves pulling up her hatchets because the majority of huntress players will usually pull up their hatchets right before the pallet. So like right as you're about to get to the pallet, they're going to pull up their hatchets because they're going to anticipate you're going to drop it. If they don't, then you can vacuum it back, vacuum the pallet back and get the stun on them. But, but chases aside, outside of chases, I would say your one of your biggest um, counters to her would be distortion because for two reasons. The first one is that some Huntress players like to run barbecue after they get their hooks so just so they can get a cross map hatchet. And another reason is that a lot of the Huntress players you will see will like to run Bitter Murmur as well. So that will mean that when your gen pops, she will have aura reading on you for a good couple of seconds. And using that aura reading, she can try to cross map you or figure out where you're going. Distortion is a direct counter to both of these perks because in both instances, your aura will not be revealed to the Huntress. And another minor counter, I would say once again, Calm Spirit, because a lot of Huntress players like to run Iron Maiden. And if you have inner healing, for example, and you don't want to scream as soon as you exit the locker, if you bring Calm Spirit, you're not going to scream upon exiting and the Iron Maiden won't, um, then the Iron Maiden, I believe the Huntress will still get a sound notification because technically speaking, the perk went off, but I don't think they're going to be able to see where exactly you came out, which locker you came out of because Calm Spirit is going to stop the scream. So Bubba's chainsaw can really cause many issues for multiple survivors because he can just keep on going. What would you say is a good counter for Bubba? With Bubba, oftentimes their priorities are going to be to clear the map of all pallets because once they clear the map of more often than any other killer, like obviously a lot of the, for every killer, the less pallets on the map, the better, except for nurse or nurse or something along those lines. You need to be careful when you drop pallets against Bubba because if you go through early game and the bubble makes you drop every single pallet, you're essentially dooming your team more than ever. So my recommendation to counter Bubba would be to play more heavily around window-based tiles. If you find out he has Bamboozle, only then and then can you take him to a, a 
a pallet loop. But even so, even if you find out he has bamboozle, I would recommend you try to go to a different window just to delay dropping that pallet as much as you can. Because the more pallets are up on the map as the game progresses, the better. And it's also very important to know what kind of the playstyle the bubble is going to have as well. Um, there are multiple playstyles as well. There is a pre-rev playstyle where if the Bubba is skilled enough and they know exactly how long their charges are going to last them, they might start up the rev way before you're even near the pallet, just because they know they could hit you. So in that case, if you know the Bubba is going to be playing like that, I would say immediately, I would say pre-drop. Then and only then would I say pre-drop. But if the Bubba doesn't do that then chances are they are going to be revving right before the pallet goes and what they're going to do is they're going to rev their chainsaw and they're going to back up just a tad bit right before you drop the pallet down just so they don't get stunned and they can get a free pallet break so if the bubble backs up far enough you can actually extend the loop by one so a very good example of this would be cowtree chase i believe cowtree is one of the, was one of the stronger loops against bubba just because that window is so close by and it can deny them the insta down with the chainsaw. You can mind game the pallet on Cowtree to make them like rev pre-rev and back up a little bit and so you can get another loop. Or you can just flat out, or you can just flat out abuse the window because, well, the Bubba's are going to be looking, like I said before, they're going to be looking to clear the pallets and they're going to try to keep running the loop until or until you drop the pallet. Um, oh yeah, be careful with double backs um, because a lot of bubble, play bubble players, especially experienced ones, will rev at the start to look like they're going in one direction, especially on loops, and then they will and then they will double back on themselves so that when you vault the window to try to get away from them, you're going to run straight into their chainsaw. So if you know the bubble player's experienced, you may, this is very dangerous, but if you know that they like to double back, you may want to wait on it, wait on them to actually stop moving. Because if they stop moving with their chainsaw, it's going to take them a hot minute to actually start moving forward again. So if they rev the chainsaw forward and you see them move forward and then they stop to move backwards to try to mind game you, even if they don't fall for it, they still lose precious seconds and you can get another loop in. So... I would just say my games are very, very important against Bubba. And if um, by some miracle they don't break pallets and they just try to go for chainsaw downs, um, consider running any means necessary, I guess. <laughs> I mean, again, there aren't going to be that many bubble players who don't opt to break the chainsaw as soon as, sorry, break the pallet as soon as they chainsaw. But to those who don't, any means necessary can come in as a real lifesaver because you're going to have more pallets to play around in the map and you're going to have more advantages against Bubba. This brings us to the end of the first part of our special three-part Survivor episode where we go over quick ways to counter specific killers. If a killer you have a hard time looping and countering wasn't on this list, then stay tuned for part two and three. Remember, the episodes are released fortnightly. I want to thank the listeners for listening, Jamie Lee 2K for organising the interview, and you all for taking the time to share his knowledge with us.